Hi guys, welcome back to the reread series. Um, and this is like my third attempt trying to record this. Either um, the first time I had like um, a sore throat from allergies. The other time my pets were just cooperating. I have a cat that meows and dog that barks all the fucking time. Um, right now my cat's starting to meow because she's probably thinking I'm talking to her. But that's neither here nor there. So today we're talking about chapters 11 through 21 in secret, where um, we uncover more about Harry and May. So uh, yeah, let's begin. Uh, The chapter um, 11 opens with Harry confronting May about Ethan, who is the new boy in town, who asks May where the chemistry room is, and all May does is tell him, and then he leaves, and um, Harry watches in the background and sees this interaction elude. Um, Harry then bumps into Ethan, and that whole tobacco goes down where um, Ethan's like, oh, is she single, and blah, 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 blah. Um, This is the first time we see Harry have jealousy towards May, even though they aren't official or anything. And um, I don't know if anyone in listening has been in those interactions where um they're with someone and they see them talking to someone and then they get that natural instinct to be jealous um my dating history is very rare so writing that was a bit was a bit um new for me i suppose because i don't know if that really happens you know i read books i watch movies tv shows and what is depicted in writing um at the time is what i pick up on so I would say around um, Neighbors is when I start to write from my own experiences and not from other people's interpretation of um, love or conflict. Um, And I also feel like that's part of maybe me growing as a writer. I also know that um, I have a habit of like putting myself into the book and not, not like May having a character trait of me or Quinn or whoever my characters are um I mean like putting my interests in there and I forgot until um they were going through May's vinyls I don't know what chapter it was I really don't know what chapter anything is I just wrote down when I was reading I just wrote down basically the plot and I go from there when I talk about it on the podcast so um And I might be even skipping ahead with the whole vinyl part, but just because I was on the topic um, where they were talking about John Mayer and Fleetwood Mac, that's like, that's me. So um, at the time, like John, well, John Mayer is still like one of my favorite artists, but when at the time, I think I, it was like a few years of me being into him and Fleetwood Mac has been like one of my favorite bands since I was like a kid. So to write about it, it was like familiar to me and it was familiar to write about how I feel when I listen to his songs or the band songs, etc. And like, um, I believe the 1975 comes into the story later down where Falling For You relates to Harry and Lily, something like that. I, I vaguely remember. But also, also at the time, the 1975 was like, like huge in fan fiction when people would write about like the real life the real life books like oh harry's on tour um or something like that like uh on my i think i still have the 
the I don't want to say the playlist, but like the whatever Wattpad has where you can add um my god, I'm losing my words. Um it's wherever you can um add books to your page as like recommendations. I think mine's under recommendations and my the first ever fan fiction I read was Lumineer. I don't know who the writer is or anything. It's just on my page, I think, or in my library still. And that book's about um, Louis having a twin sister named Kate. Kate has um, anxiety, has an anxiety disorder. And um, the book is basically about living with this anxiety disorder and then stepping into fame, which she does with modeling. And um, she then falls in love with Harry, who is her band, which is her brother's bandmate, best friend, you know, the tobacco. But the 1975 was mentioned in there. And that's actually the first time that I heard of them. That's when I checked them out back in like 2015. But um, I digress. So um, I have a habit of like putting myself into the books in that way, like with the music or um, TV shows like Grey's Anatomy and whatnot, because it's easy for me to write. I don't know if that's like um, a strategic thing for me to do is to talk about things I'm familiar with. Um, but that's what that's what I do, because it's like if I can't talk about love or I can't talk about jealousy, you know, I might as well talk about things that bring me joy and I'll reflect it into the characters. Um, I'm trying to stray away from that because I don't know if that's a good tactic, but um, that's chapter 11. And then um, Harry goes home, talks to his dad about how he basically told Ethan that May is taken and May is not taken. Um, They're just talking in that talking phase, as you will. Um, I know when I started to go out with my boyfriend, he he's um he's like old school he has like the old school mentality so he he and i grew up like that too with um being italian and all so um when we started to go out um i was never into the talking phase and that's probably why um guys my age didn't want to go out with me because i was difficult like that like i don't think texting for weeks is like you know beneficial like i don't know i think it's stupid i don't know if anyone out there knows what the talking phase is or if that's just a jersey thing but the talking phase um was a thing in my high school where um let's say you liked a person and that person liked you back instead of going out and dating like going to the movies or bullying or whatever you text for like a long period of time until i guess people make it official like um my friend was talking to this guy for like three months and then after the three months is when they decided to be boyfriend and girlfriend they never they hung out like they would go over each other's houses or whatever but they would say that they were in the talking phase because they weren't tied down to that person um I didn't like that. Like, I'm not going to waste my time and talk to you for three freaking months. So, um, and my boyfriend, um, then he wasn't. But at the time, I was like, I'm not interested in the talking phase. I'm more into, like, real-time dating. Like, we go out with each other. We spend time with each other face-to-face. And he agreed. So, um, we did the whole, like, three-date thing. And then we made ourselves a boyfriend and girlfriend. It was also way simpler then for me to be like, oh, yeah, let me let me be your girlfriend because he is my 
um, brother's best friend. I don't know if I ever even said that. I know I talked about my boyfriend in the last podcast, but um, I don't know if I ever mentioned that he's my brother's best friend. So maybe that's why, um, which is very ironic looking back because I wasn't dating him when Secret came out. Secret was in 2017. And yeah, so I guess um, once again, I was putting myself into the book because I've always been into my brother's best friend. But, you know, no one's here to talk about my love life. We're just here to talk about the book. Uh, Moving on. (laughs) I'm sorry. So Harry's dad was basically just saying to him, like, son, you have to own up to your heart and move on from Lily. And this is another time that we are um, seeing or hearing or reading whatever you want to say about Lily, who is Harry's girlfriend. And at the time, we don't know what happened to her. We don't know um, what happened to the relationship, who she is. We just know that they're no longer together Um, in Harry's walls automatically go up saying that you know um may isn't like that and you know may isn't this may isn't that so i think that's pretty um obvious that he's not ready to let himself be open and i don't and i think in this chapter specifically he talks about april who is you know may but they call her april that part i'm not really sure about i'm very bad with like the small details like remembering i remember the plot points like oh he talks to his dad his dad's like can i hit you you know what i mean so um this is when the dad hears about april and asks about april and him i think i could be wrong someone correct me maybe that was in chapter 10 i don't know but this is from my notes list from when i did read so i'm gonna hope i'm right and that sounds so bad because i'm the person who wrote the fucking book but you know, people are human, and I have a, a small memory, I suppose. Um, so this is the first time that Harry kind of feels that jealousy with May about Ethan. Um, it's, I think, the next chapter... I hope that I wrote these in chronological order. Um, hopefully down the line, you know, as I do the podcast more, I'm more... Um, good with notes and um talking so bear with me peeps um so i'm just gonna hope that i wrote these in chronological order as they happened and you know what we're gonna go with it um harry hangs out with sadie and sadie asks about april and then asks if it's fair that harry isn't open to love but is seeing someone um i feel like that's a very open-ended question like do you guys feel like it's fair that um Let's say, let's throw it out there. Let's say you um, guys out there are seeing someone, whether it be a boy or a girl or whomever, um, and you're really into them and, you know, you're not fully aware if you want to be with them or even date them, but they're already closed off to the idea of love because of their past. Like, would you guys be interested? Um, So I feel like having that in the book kind of, does like a yin yang with harry because it's like you want him to be with may but then he's also still emotionally closed off because of his ex that we don't know anything about yet um i put that in there like the whole lily concept to kind of show that um moving on is hard and moving on is difficult especially when you're young and in high school and 
a lot is unknown. And especially because I think she died at like what, 14, Lily? I don't know, 14, 15, 16. I don't know the exact age. We'll figure that out together and later in the book. But because she died so young and then their love was so young and fresh, he doesn't know how to cope with it because he thinks in his mind that they would still be together. Um, that reflects into CEO as well with Harry and his um, wife and child. Um, but then also I have um, L. Uh, what the fuck is her name? E. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, then we also have Eve battling with her own um, history with domestic abuse, which... Um, is a whole different thing but i feel like it's easy for me to write that as well because for my own reasons with my own family issues and life issues it makes me closed off to not not just love but like relationships with like friends and co-workers and just in general i'm just a more like um I don't know what to like what to word it as but i'm just a more closed off person in that sense so that was easier for me to write Instead of having Harry be single this whole time and just like uh, have this womanizer aspect to him, I wanted, I wanted to make it deeper. Like, why is he acting like this, and why is he treating women like this, and why did he think placing the bet was okay? Um, and that comes from heartbreak and distraughtness and the uncertainty of what happened to his um, first love. So I feel like that made him be a better character. And not just an asshole, because in After, he was an asshole. And, and these other books, like P.S. I Hate You Too, I believe that was the book, or P.S. I Hate You. It was by British Bums, that's what I didn't know. Um, he was an asshole. So I just feel like making the guy lead an asshole isn't as prominent and isn't as juicy, as you will, as having someone with an actual backstory. I also... um don't know why I wrote in the fact that he was rich or his parents had money. It really had no plot. Um, I think maybe later down the line it does. Um, that I really don't know. I just know that I wrote in that he has like a mansion type of house when um, May is over. May's like, oh my God, this is the mansion where we have parties at. And he's like, ha ha ha. Um, I think he talks about a maid or something. I don't really know what the significance was of me writing that in. I think I was going to do something more with the whole money aspect and then, or his richness or wealth. And then I just completely forgot. But um, I thought that was a u like a useless plot point. Like no one really cares or I didn't care. I don't know about you guys. Maybe that adds more something for y'all, but it didn't do shit for me. So I don't really know why I put that in. Maybe it comes in the later books that I have. To think that I have two more books to read, including this one, is like mind-boggling. I don't start like these books like thinking I'm going to go into a sequel. And I just want to make that like aware to everyone. Like I started Secret, like A, B, and C. Like A is the beginning, B is the middle, C is the ending. I didn't think that I'd have another A, B, and C for another two books. Like, um... Yeah, I I had an ending for Secret too. Like I was just gonna end it, and then I was like, "Oh, let me keep going," because I got like more ideas, and obviously that's how Finn happened after my everything, where I just kept getting more ideas, and and then it happened with um, Neighbors and CEO, where I made them sequels, and I'm just like, I kind of look back and I'm like, "How did that happen?" Like I had a a whole 
storyline about how you know it's gonna start like this it's gonna end like this and then i make more books and i think that comes with me being semi-attached to the characters that i'm writing and how they develop but i also think like as i write i get more inspiration because i know that um i really just start with like a plot point so i know that the plot point for this book is um um, you're dating your 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 sibling's best friend behind their back, and that's why the book is called Secrets because they don't know. And then everything else, I just kind of add. Like, um, I wanted May to be the unknown sister, the one with the stutter, because her sister's the popular one, and that's how she gets bullied. Because her even her older eldest sister Ellie was the popular one, and Sadie's the popular one, and May's not, and that's why in her family she's the outcast. And then later on, we figure out that you know her dad isn't really her dad her uncle is and you know etc but um i just really start with the concept like um ceo it's about a ceo and then um neighbors is about dating your next door neighbor and then from there i just come up with like different ideas and then um my newest book fairview ave is about um how best friends have kids and then the kids fall in love um or left, so to speak, whatever. Um, but that's, like, the whole gist of the book. And then from there, I just come up with the the drama or the the plot or the storyline and etc. So far, um, I can say that I don't think Fairview Ave is going to be a sequel. Um, I have a really good, you know, way of ending it that I think everyone's going to like. Or not like, I don't know. But um, I don't have any intentions of making it a sequel, which is good because I need to get out of that habit of just keep going. Um, I mean, I'm glad that the other, you know, all of my books became successful in their sequels because um, if like uh, at the time Secret had like 10K reads when I finished it and then my everything and Finn also had 10K. So all the readers kept reading, which to me makes me happy because um, I didn't want to beat a horse when it's down. Like I, some people are like, okay, the book's over, and they don't want to continue, which is fair because it's a lot. It's a hundred fucking chapters. Also, I don't know how that happens, um, but we move on. I have all my notes down today. I wrote them. I hope everyone's proud of me. Um, so yes, Sadie asks about April. Asks to get to know her and everything. And then Harry storms out because he's like, you know nothing. And then um, he can't. He ends up canceling bowling with May, which May overhears his whole conversation about Lily and how he didn't have enough time with her and etc. And then May, obviously, who's in the other room, hears this and she knows why he canceled their date. Um, Harry ends up not talking to her for a week. And May and Adam and Ronnie are asking her how it's going. She's like, I don't know. I haven't heard from him. And then she feels like shit. And then Adam's like, well, he must have a reasonable excuse. And then his excuse is, oh, I thought I responded. Um, I don't know about everyone else, but I do that excuse too. So I think May also knew that he was bullshitting. That he just wasn't um, ready to talk to May about lily and his love for her and whatever happened with their relationship which you know later down the line we know what happens but not may may just knows that lily's his ex-girlfriend and 
they broke up and now he's not open to the concept of love because Sadie, you know, brought that up in him. Um, when they talk in person, when May and Harry talk in person, um, May brings up Lily and how um, she heard the conversation. And then Harry says it's wrong for her to eavesdrop, especially when it's about a personal topic. And um, May's not even his girlfriend, so it shouldn't even matter to her. Then he leaves. Um, I'm going to throw it out there to, you know, the audience. Like, do you think it's fair or unfair that, um, you know, May doesn't know about Lily, if that makes sense? Like, if you guys were May, would you guys want to know about Lily? Um, I would love for you guys to reach out. Um, I have, um, I got like a few messages on Wattpad, um, about the podcast, which makes me really happy. So, you know, um, you know, answer these questions back to me. Like, how would you feel? Or, you know, answer them to yourself. Um, or if anyone has any specific questions about the plot or whatnot, you know, I'll answer them in the podcast or directly. I feel like I am good at responding. Um, I do check every few days and I do get back to those who do message me. So um, that's besides the point. I just wanted to put that out there, I think. Um And then May feels like shit at the end of the chapter because she's like, um, I just wanted to talk. Um, I don't feel like I wrote May to be like malicious and then a tent being like, um, oh, I want to know about her. She just wanted to know about him and how he feels and how, um, how he's doing, you know, um, obviously she doesn't know that he lost someone. He just, she just knows that they broke up. But um, for Harry to say, like, I know putting that in there, you know, Harry saying, well, you should have left or something or you knew this was a personal topic and you're bringing it up to me. He was in her house. Like, what does he expect? Um, I don't know if at the time um, I knew that writing it was kind of like, why did he say that? Like, why did I make him say um it's a personal topic like why were you shopping like when he was in her house but I think I put it in there for the intent of him wanting her not to bring it up and him wanting her to just pretend that she didn't hear anything so that they could make believe in their own world that um that everything's okay and um so Harry has the whole um Dealing with Lily, dealing with the Ethan thing, and then being May, like being mean May, is a lot going on for him. And then she's just kind of confused. He has like these multiple factors going on. He has, you know, the grief of his ex-girlfriend. He has the new love forming. And then he has jealousy and he doesn't know how to deal with it. And I know at the at the age that I'm writing them as, which I think was... I think May's what 17 and Harry's 18 I'm really not sure I know that May's a junior so that no right yeah no yeah May's a junior so that would make her 16 17 and then Harry's a senior so then he's 17 18 okay glad we got that out of the way now I lost my train of thought my god um so yeah at 16 17 you know emotions are are, are heightened you know like Everything seems much more dramatic because, you know, we're going through hormones. We're going through changes in our own life. You know, college is coming up. High school, I know for me, was just 
it seemed like make all or be all. Like after high school, I realized that life is much more as you make it. Like nothing is as serious as what high school is. Like in high school, I know for me, like everything seems much more dramatic and much more serious and much more you have to figure it out. And it's really not that for me. Like I'm I'm really just trying to find my own way, you know. Also in high school, I feel like college is shoved down everyone's throat and being told or being told that you have to go to college to be successful is also false. Like um all my all most of my friends are in college now and you know, they're getting that college experience, which is good for them, but the I have the fear of being in in crippling debt. So, um I I kind of strayed away from college. I um my freshman year, I got in on a um a scholarship, which I was thankful for because I grew up in a um low middle class, high low class, you know, income ratio. So, um I did have fat. I did. I did have FAFSA on my side. For anyone who's not in America, FAFSA is government aid to go to college because that's how expensive it is. Um, so I did have FAFSA help me a bit, but then um, I also had some, you know, scholarships to make my senior me my freshman year free, but um, I really kind of abused it. Like I really wasn't into college as as much as I thought because um writing it obviously I was like I was like oh my god college but actually being in it I really was like disappointed and also COVID my whole senior year was COVID like um um my 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 um years in high school were broken up in marking periods so some people have semesters my school had marking periods and there was four marking periods in a year and you had all the same classes. I know some people, um, some people that I met online, they're like high schools, every semester is different, like college, like every semester you're taking different classes. And for me, it was the same fucking classes all year. So, um, if I, I would take English, my math, my history, and then you take a lunch, you take your gym, and then you take your elective, which could be, um, graphic design, art, music theory, um, mechanics or whatever whatever the school would offer so and that would be it all year so let's say you hated your art class you could drop it and you can try to find another class in that period but um nine times out of ten people who would drop their elective took a study hall but um I don't really know where I was going with that but wow I'm really bad at this I am so sorry for anyone hearing this at home I had a really good train of thought and then I lost it um, you know, I feel like that was, that's what makes this podcast real, y'all, is that I'm not, hu- I'm human too, and I forget what I was saying all the time, and, um, if it helps anyone, I just woke up, um, uh, I'm so sorry, but anyways, back on track, so, yes, so that's how my school years were broken up, so, um, to think about anything more than high school was, like, crazy for me because um I had all these classes and then my school started at seven o'clock in the morning and then I'd get out of school at two and then I'd go to work and to think about anything else was like crazy and 
all my teachers were like college 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 no one talked about finding yourself or finding what makes you happy or finding you know your way in life and I learned that the hard way I pushed myself to go to college knowing that I was I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and that's not that's no way to do it so if anyone at home is listening to this and is experiencing the same thing I did when you're when you're stuck in this pattern in high school where you wake up you go to school you come home you go to work you do homework and you're not thinking about your your future you're not thinking about what comes after high school you're just thinking I'm in high school take a breather take a minute and reflect on yourself and just think like what makes you happy because I know my senior year I was thinking what's going to make me money and that not that's not necessarily a way to look on things um because I grew up poor um so money to me was like end all or be all no matter how much it would take me to get there but um that's not that's not real I don't want to say that's not realistic but that's not what's going to make you fulfilled in life you know um you know, being a doctor and a nurse and a mechanic and um, an architect, all of those more high-paying jobs are nice. But is that, that going to bring you joy? And that's what I ask myself now. Like, what brings me joy? Well, writing brings me joy. Um, doing this podcast brings me joy, even though um, I can barely talk half the time. Um, you know, managing at my job now brings me joy making coffee at home brings me joy and that's much more fulfilling for me than doing the nine the normal office nine to five you know what I mean or forcing myself through college because I was depressed I, I had anxiety I was depressed I didn't know um I didn't know where I wanted to be. I know how I wanted my life to turn out. I knew that I wanted a big family and a lot of pets and a nice house and et cetera. But I'm like, how do I get there? So if anyone is feeling the way I did in high school, you know, take a step back, ask yourself what what makes you happy and what things would make you happy. Not things like an iPhone or an iPad, but what hobbies bring you joy and can you make a career out of them? Um, I know for for sure that I would love to be a published author. Um, I don't know how to get there, but I would love that. I would love to open up my own cafe because I am addicted to caffeine and making coffee brings me joy. Um, so I just have to figure out how I get there and, you know, maybe together we can do that. But also in high school, we're like, I graduated at 17. So to think a 17 year old can have it all figured out is absurd to me. Um, but I digress. I hope, you know, that helped anyone out there who may be confused, but, um, it's okay not to have it all figured out. And, um, I wish in my books then I wrote more about that, not, oh, I know I want to go to college and I know I want to be a double major and blah, 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 blah. Peeps, I was a double major my first year and it was god awful. Take your time. If you want to major in something and then have a backup, do a minor, don't do a double major. It was fucking awful. Um, maybe that's why I didn't enjoy college, but that's ne- that's neither here or there. But, you know, there's a lot of different complexities to Harry, which um, I think plays out later down the line. When Harry storms out of May's window, he then bumps into Adam, who 
I feel like is like kind of like the voice of reason in the novel. Not the novel. I don't want to call this a novel, but fan fiction. My bad, guys. Um, he bumps into Adam and Adam is kind of like, you know, May's very secure with her heart. If she seems like she doesn't care, she really does. So just be careful and don't be mean and etc. And I feel like that kind of opens up Harry's eyes to others, other people's feelings and how his actions might cause consequences to others and how they view themselves because we see, because the book is um, some. The book is mostly in May's point of view. We see that May's vulnerable and May doesn't know even how to love or what love is or what relationships are. And she's navigating that herself. And then we have Harry being an asshole to her um, multiple times because he's also figuring out how to love again and how to be himself again and how to be a good guy, which in normal life, y'all, don't be that punching bag for no one. Don't be let don't subject yourself to having what like if you're dating someone, you know, if it's a guy or a girl, if you're a guy or a girl, if you're dating anyone and they're treating you the way Harry's treating May in this book, leave. Um obviously, obviously this is like false love. This is false attraction. Not false attraction, but this isn't the proper way to treat anyone. So the fact that I had May subject herself to this has a purpose. And it's not because they end up together in the end. It's because she doesn't know how to defend herself. She doesn't know that this isn't okay. She might feel awful. She might know it is awful. But she doesn't know how to leave. She doesn't know that it's not okay. She doesn't she doesn't know how to defend herself because she's always being bullied. And to think that the guy that she's had this crush on doesn't ha- is doesn't have it all figured out is also reality shock. So, um I also, you know, I would, when the book was getting more popular, people would have, uh, message me saying like why is it that Harry is rude to her, fucks up, insults her, and then she takes him back. And this is why, is because she's never been in love. She's never had confidence. She's never had it all together. So when she has what she wants and realizes that it's not what she thought it would be, she doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know that it's not okay because people or may think that this is love, and that's not love. So if anyone took this book to heart about love leave him her them don't do it um it's not okay um or if you know you i don't want to say like if you see a better side to them and that's why you stay that's all on you but you know this isn't the book of reason to love or neither is ceo or um neighbors but um you just know better because this is a book and I just wanted to throw that out there because I'd get like um messages saying that um oh, my boyfriend's similar to Harry and I want to say I'm sorry but you know I just wanted to say that to everyone that um know your worth know your standpoint and you know yes in the end everything did work out between Harry and May but sometimes it's better to let them do it on their own than subject yourself to their actions um but we see adam being that voice and voice of reason in um secret and in my everything when um 
they do that whole friends with benefits thing and Adam's just saying to May that you 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 should be better and you should know better. Um and you know then like what I said Harry finally realizes that you know other people have feelings too and he's not the only one. Um the chapter then and not the chapter chapter 21 ends with them being boyfriend and girlfriend. Obviously everything in the middle they work out. Um, it's a lot of back and forth. I notice already that, you know, Harry fucks up and then May takes him back. I'm already annoyed, guys. But, you know, we're going to bear through it together. So, yes, chapter 21 ends, ends with them being boyfriend and girlfriend. And then, as, you know, you would figure out, they did make up. May did say, you know, it's okay. And, yeah. Um, then next week, we're going to talk about twenty. 20- two to 32 um i don't know if doing these in tens are good um i know that because the book has like 70 chapters doing them in tens makes it more bearable because if i did it every five chapters like the secret reread series would be much more longer and i don't know if i'd be able to talk for longer than um this um I also know that podcasts are usually two hours, but most podcasts have like two people to talk and it's just me. So um, I'm sorry if this is like if people thought that the podcast would be way longer. Um, I just don't like I'm not talking to anyone. I feel like if I were to have like a conversation with someone, then, yeah, it would be longer. But since it's just me and my notes, I feel like, you know, the time like 40 minutes, 30 mid 30s is good. But um. I hope that, you know, this was an entertaining podcast. I would love for you guys to, you know, give me the, the feedback. Um, I can, um, I have my Wattpad account still, obviously. I'm still on it. Um, maybe I'll make an email. Um, I actually logged into my Spotify account, my old Spotify account, from when I was writing Secret and all those books. So I was thinking about making, like, um playlists so you guys know what music i was listening to when i was writing these books and what music i'm listening to now with fairview ave but um yeah just let me know message me um i appreciate everyone reading um i get notifications whenever i get like a new listener so it's really cool and i'm very happy and i appreciate everyone and everyone reading and giving me support and actually everyone who's still even if even with this podcast i appreciate anyone listening to this episode and me mumbling and me trying to find my words but you know uh, it'll come over time i think um i hope everyone has a great day and a great afternoon i'll see you guys next week bye